Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host, Hey, thanks for joining me today. We love doing these podcasts. Thanks for being a listener and helping us uh, get the word out on the Kid Ministry Collective podcast. Today, we're talking about something that I know many of you wrestle with. If you're leading ministry, um, I know you find this to be a very challenging subject. And that's the question of how do we engage parents? How do we help them in the discipleship of their children, um, what can we do to improve that, especially in light of the pandemic and the challenging days we live? A lot of us are struggling with just that. How do we get parents back in and engage, knowing that many of them aren't choosing to come back to church? So um, I'm pretty excited. My guest today has got some really cool thoughts and ideas and a great resource that we wanted to share with you. Um, and so I'm looking forward to that. But before we dive into the conversation. Um, I want to thank my friends over at Orange uh, for sponsoring this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective podcast. I know that they're passionate about this kind of a topic and love helping families win. And uh, I-, I want you to think about the idea of, of what do you plan for reaching your community at Christmas time? Um, I want you to know that my friends from Orange have a great plan to help you promote a Christmas family event that's super easy to do. It's called the Jingle Jam, the light show event. And uh, they have a whole kit that is a total game changer. And it has everything you need to host an interactive experience uh, with music, games, the Christmas story, and a whole lot more. Um, Jingle Jam made Christmas programming super simple and fun, uh, regardless of whatever size church you're in. And if you want to take your experience up a notch. You can even add their media package, which has all the videos and the graphics, uh, virtual videos for families at home, and a total social media plan. So for those of you that just are like, oh, I don't like posting all the social media stuff, they take care of all of that. You can just post it right to your church's Instagram, Facebook page. So check it out in our show notes link. Uh, You'll find a link to their Christmas event kit. Um, Check it out. Jingle Jam, the light show. Um, It's really, really cool. So check that out now. All right. Like I said, every leader seems to struggle with this idea of engaging parents. And I'm super excited to introduce uh, my new friend, Stephen Bell, to you. Um, He has got a great resource that he started using really with his own family. Um, and he's now sharing it with himself and he's got his own podcast. I'll let him tell about all of that in just a second. Um, and, uh, but I want to tell you it's, it's called nonstopfamilies.com is his website. We're going to put a link to that in the show notes as well, but Steven, welcome to the podcast, man. Hey, Tom, appreciate you having me, man. It's a, it's a privilege. It's, it's an honor and I'm excited to spend some time with you here and have a conversation. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are, what, what do you do? Uh, yeah, again, my, my name is Stephen Bell. Um, I'm, I'm nobody uh, in, in particular special that, uh, that uh, everybody knows or anything along those lines. I'm a, uh, I'm a good old hillbilly from southeast Kentucky. 
Um, and uh, if you want to know how far southeast, I can get to Virginia in about 30 minutes. So that's okay. that's pretty far southeast. You are. Uh, I have uh, I have lived here. I was born here, raised here, and uh, I went to a seminary in Louisville there at Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. And I got my undergrad and started my master's degree, eventually finished my master's degree online through Liberty uh, University and or their seminary there and moved back here and have been doing student ministry here for the past uh, 18 years going on uh, well yeah 18 years and then going into this 19th year my role at the church before we uh, before the pandemic started I was I shifted more towards um, worship and family ministry as the mm -hmm. associate pastor here so uh, nearly two decades of student ministry under my belt uh, uh, God is taught me a lot and and uh, and I've, I've been able to work with parents over those over those two decades quite a bit and and see a lot of discipleship take place in, in kids lives uh, but but really this whole this whole idea about nonstop families and kind of where that started uh, it, it came as a result of a passion for student ministry to see students discipled and 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 then the then boom the pandemic happens and then all of a sudden we're left with okay how do we how do we reach kids now? How do we how do we minister to students now at this point? And and through a lot of prayer, man, and just just praying, God, you know, show me the the way that I need to that you want to use me in this area at this time in the midst of this pandemic to still be able to impact lives of students. And and really, before all that, God had already begun to shift my ministry focus, a, a passion for for more family-oriented ministry altogether. Mm -hmm. And really, we, we could have a discussion, a, a whole different discussion, how student ministry, kids ministry is really family ministry is, is really what we're talking yes. about here. Right, right. And, and, if we, and if we ever look at student ministry or kids ministry without parents uh, in, in as part of that equation, then then we're shooting ourselves in the foot. It, it's yes. just never going to work. So, so the pandemic happens and we're like, okay, everything's moved online now. So you know what, what if we did this? Because discipleship, you know, it happens in the church. That, that's very, very true. And I'm very thankful for that. And we've had a lot of students come through our student ministry who were discipled as a result of the ministries here at the church. But biblically, God established the church in, in the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. He established the family in in Genesis, right at the very beginning, and so what what we have and, and you and you look into at like Deuteronomy six for for example where uh, the, we have God saying, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love your the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength." And then he goes on from there and starts telling them what they should teach their children, how often they should teach it to their children mm -hmm. within the context of the family unit, and so. We decided, you know what, if discipleship is going to happen in a student's life right now, it's got to come from the parents right. at this point. Yeah. It has to now. It, it, it always should have. But now, given the pandemic and the fact that kids can't come back to church, and that's, you know, beginning of 2020 is when all this ministry started to unfold. If the parents weren't going to do it, then they weren't going to get it at this point. Yeah. And so we thought to ourselves, okay, what can we do to intentionally put our ministry focus straight to the parent to encourage them, to equip them to effectively disciple their children in their home. Mm -hmm. And, and so what came from that was this whole idea of nonstop families, the nonstop idea comes from Deuteronomy six. And so we started to just do things with our own family. Cause we had, we had been in the practice and in, in the, in a consistent 
habit of doing family worship in the home. And so we're like, well, you know, let's, let's try to really encourage other families to be doing this too within our church. And then let's see if we can spread out to within the community and do it all mm-hmm. online. And that's kind of where it got started, man. And so we've been kind of mm-hmm. running ever since at the beginning, from the beginning of 2020 and, and God's really starting to open some doors with it. That's awesome. So, all right. So we always start the, the podcast typically off with a why type question. And I'm just curious, why, why are you so passionate about families and discipleship? What, I mean, I, I think you kind of started to answer it already with, you know, of sharing your, your view on Deuteronomy six and all, but tell me why it's personal to you. Why are you so passionate about it? Well, again, we've already, we've already mentioned the biblical basis for it, mm-hmm. how God established the family back in Genesis. And we have the, uh, uh, the biblical foundation there in Deuteronomy 6 that we should train our children up. And, and the Bible is not silent on the fact that parents are given the primary responsibility for discipling their children. Now, that looks very different in a lot of ways. You, a lot of the family makeups, dynamics are not the same, right? And, but, the, but the principle remains. Um, and so when I started having kids, you know, I'd already been doing student ministry for a good 10 years by the time I started having kids. And, and I had always been passionate about students, about seeing students on fire for Jesus and, and watching them just kind of take the world by storm. But, but I knew that, you know, when a child went through our student ministry from sixth grade all the way up until the time they graduated high school, you've got that, you've got that statistic, that, that unsung statistic, well, it's very much sung, but um, that, I don't know, it came up in the, in the 90s sometime that 88% of students leave the church when they graduate high school. Now, I don't know where that stat came from. I don't know if necessary. I, I can't give you the factual information to show you that that is exactly true, but, but, but I, that, that's probably the case. If not, it's really close. And so, and so I kind of asked myself, you know, we, we focus so much more, so much on why the 88% are leaving well, let's, let's flip that. Cause I think the answer is, is in why are the 12% staying? Mm-hmm. And, and if we can answer that question, yep. then, then we can solve the problem. Yep. And, and the re and after 20 years of student ministry, this is what I learned from the 12% that stay. The reason they stayed was, was it boiled down to discipleship. And, and what really happened was this, you had those students who came to everything that we did and they were hungry for it because they got zero discipleship at home. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. Their parents didn't come to church, but right. they came and they, they almost forced you to disciple them. You know, they were that passionate yeah. about it. On the other hand, and, and, and those, and those types of kids are still with it today into college because they had been discipled. On the other hand, you had those students who a lot of them didn't come to anything that we did hardly. And they're still part of that 12%. You know why? Because they were discipled in their homes. And so what makes the difference in the 12% and the 88% is not necessarily the student's involvement in your student ministry, but whether or not they are being discipled. And, and that really was kind of a game changer for me to view that stat in that perspective, knowing that, Okay, discipleship has to take place. Jesus gave the Great Commission: go and make disciples. So it's it's at the very it's in the very framework of of who we are as the church. We have to be making disciples. But but it goes back even further than that. Like we said into Genesis, and knowing that tr- this discipleship really should be happening in the home. Mm-hmm. And so right. 
And so as a father of six children, um, you know, it's constant party at my house. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think I've had a full night's sleep in 13 years and, and I don't anticipate having a full night's sleep in a while, but Hey, God's good. And, um, <laughs> and I, and I've learned that, you know, if I'm going to disciple my own children and be passionate about discipling my own children, uh, man, there's so much joy in that. There's so much joy in the fact that you are in the word with your kids, that you're, that you're teaching them scripture, that they're memorizing scripture, that you're singing with your kids, that you're praying with your kids. They're hearing you pray for them. So much stuff that we could focus on here. And, and I thought, man, it, wouldn't it be awesome if, if every Christian family was doing this? Mm, and not right. and not holding us up as as the the prime example, nothing like that. But it was like, man, really, I think we could see a lot of things change in our churches. I think our churches will be stronger if we have stronger families. Yes, I think. Oh, yes. I think. I think we as believers in general. I think. I think students, and I've seen this through student ministry. Students will be stronger in their faith if their faith is practiced at home. Mm-hmm. And, and so what can we do to encourage and equip families to be able to do this? And, and what we, what we found was, you know, we've got, it's, it's not high end production or anything along those lines that we, that we purposefully try to do. It's just something to where our kids are old enough now to where we can be like, guys, and we've said this to our kids, let's do some ministry together as a family, even in the midst of this pandemic, let's, let's do some ministry together as a family. So we've got our kids involved in it, man. And, and we're doing everything from object lessons to practical things like little recipes that you can do as a family. And, and then just teaching moments where I, where I get to come on and, and share uh, a little bit more about how do we do this in, in, in an effective way. And, and, the, and the crazy thing is, is you have to decide what's effective for you and your kids because it's going to look different for everybody. Right. Sure. Sure. So let's, let's dive in just a little bit about what exactly is nonstop families and, and uh, what's its purpose? What, what's your goal for, for having nonstopfamilies.com? I guess is how to say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, really. And, and, you know, I've kind of already alluded, alluded to it and, I, and uh, it, it's, it, it goes down to that. Our, our mission statement is this encourage and equip families to effectively disciple their children. Um, we are not, um, crisis parenting gurus or anything along those lines. All right. There's a lot uh, that we have yet to learn. Our oldest child is 13. We're just now coming into the, to the teenage years, even though I've had two decades of student of ministry uh, in dealing with students and dealing with parents and the, and the issues that come with that. Um, I, I do not in any way consider myself to be a guru or a, uh, <laughs> or, or the best counselor or any of those lines, but, but see, that's not, the goal of what we're doing. Right. Um, we are certainly there if families would have us pray for them and, and help carry their burden in whatever way that we can. But we will be the first to say, look, this isn't a counseling ministry that there are, there are very effective and, and, and solid counseling ministries that we would love to point people to. But what, Mm -hmm. what our main focus is, is that at any point in your family's journey, we need to be able to take up the biblical responsibility and, and, and which will in turn become a true joy and a true passion of discipling our children in the home, of leading our families in family worship. A lot of times we think, well, all I need to do is bring my kids to church. But 
but in reality, the church wasn't the primary place where discipleship should, should happen. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as what God has given us in the Bible, he has put that responsibility first and foremost on us as parents. And we need to, uh, we need to be willing to take up that responsibility. And, and what we want to do is we want to make that, um, we want to make it easy in a way because the reality is this, this isn't easy. Discipleship is right. never easy. Oh, right. For sure. You know, so we certainly don't want to present anything to where, Oh, just turn this video on and we'll do it for you. That, that, that's not the point either. The point is not to outsource your discipleship because I think as the church, whether we realize it or not, and I don't think we do. And I, and I think we've done this completely unintentionally is that over the past few decades, we've kind of created this mentality for parents that says, well, you bring your kids to us and we'll, we'll make them look more like Jesus. Yep. Yep. Um, In in the same way that you would take your, your son to a football coach to make him a better football player. Mm -hmm. We've created that mentality that says, well, if I take my kid to church, they'll make them a better Christian. Right. Now, again, discipleship does happen at church as it should. Mm-hmm. but the primary responsibility is on us as parents. Yeah. And, and we as the church need to be pointing parents to that truth. And we even need to be pointing students to that truth yes. and, and pour yes. and, and say, look, man, you, you want to, because there's so many times we, we hear so many things about strained relationships between children, between children and parents. And, 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 you know, family worship isn't a foolproof, plan to say your child will never stray or they'll never backslide or anything along those lines. But it is a biblical command that, right. that we need Absolutely. to be, that we need to be following. So nonstop families, all that in short is here to, again, encourage and equip you to do this on your own because your children will not be as impacted in their discipleship by nonstop families as they will by you, their parent. Yes. All right. Yes. You use us to help you to, to, to equip you to engage yeah. with you so yeah. that you can disciple your children the way God intended you to do so. Yeah. That's really good, Stephen. And I appreciate that because I know one of the things that I saw happening and it was, it was kind of concerning, um, you know, when the pandemic hit and the lockdown started, um, you know, a lot of churches reacted <laughs> by taking what they do on Sunday, throwing it all up online and basically just telling parents, here, do this, you know, use mm-hmm. this. And we threw a lot of, a lot of times we threw resources at parents, the same resources we use on Sunday morning that, that, that we have trained in and learned on and practiced and, and we've trained volunteers to use and to teach from. And, and then we've just put it all up there and said, okay, parents here, download this, watch this video and discipleship will continue because <laughs> we're here for you. We're the professionals, you know? And, yeah, yeah. and, and so I agree. We've, we've, we've fostered that mentality. We've encouraged it. And yet in ministry circles, then we turn around and complain about it. <laughs> Because then we say, well, parents aren't doing their discipleship jobs and they're, they're shirking their responsibility. And, and I don't think it's, I mean, that cynicism, yes, there are, there are some parents that granted are probably not doing what they could do or should do, but all in all, it's also the, the, the scriptural command to us as ministry leaders is where to equip the people to do mm-hmm. the work of the ministry. That's right. And that equipping part got left out. We just threw resources and we didn't train parents. And I, I've, I've, as I've coached leaders, uh, you know, one of the questions I had for some of my leaders that I was working with was, 
are you training them? Are you preparing them? Are you showing them how to use these resources Mm -hmm. and letting them know that you're there to partnership? And that's what I love about what I've heard from you and what I've seen on your website is your heart's desire is to really expand the circle that, you know, because Deuteronomy six, yeah, it was written to parents, but it was written to a community of faith. Yeah. Um, It was a community command that they, everybody was to be involved. And and we know research even shows the more people you put into a child's life, like you said earlier, the greater, you know, the, 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 it lessens the chance of them walking away. Mm -hmm. So it increases them staying around the church or at least being able to reach out to someone connected to the church um, when they're having a problem. And uh, let me, you know, I'm just curious, why do you think sometimes though parents struggle with this idea uh, and and what keeps them from really leading their discipleship? I mean, is it just that, that we've fostered that, you know, we're the professional mentality or are there other things that you've seen besides that, um, that tend to make it a little more challenging for families? Uh, Yeah, I I think certainly that, um, again, that unintentional mentality that, that the church has created plays a factor in that. But, uh, you know, to add on to that reasons for why uh, parents would struggle with this idea is number one, I think, I think parents feel like they don't know enough to be able to do it. Mm, Yeah. Um, I think they, they feel like they're not knowledgeable enough in the word, uh, to be able to lead their, their children in the word. Um, you know, that that's, I, I get that. You know, I, I get that, but a lot of times we'll use a lack of knowledge as an excuse just not to do something. Hmm. When, mm-hmm. when in reality, you know, if 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 we try even in the least bit, we can acquire knowledge. Yes, and we can acquire knowledge very very easily. Yep. And so it it really boils down to really trying to impart this passion for discipleship, not just not just the knowledge of yes, I need to do that. But but a but a but a passion for it that that fuels you know yeah, yeah. that time spent with our family. Those are two completely different things. Yes, um, there has to be that imparting of passion. So I, I think there is a yeah. I think there is a fear this this idea. Okay, well I don't know enough, and 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 I'll tell you where I go back to on that. You know you know I, you look at Moses at the burning bush, <laughs> and and I mean That's every yeah. excuse that he could possibly throw up to God and say, well I'm I'm not a good speaker. Um, well, okay. I, I, I don't know enough God. What if they ask me, he specifically says, what if they ask me what your name is? Yes. What should I tell them, yeah. you know, that's, that's Moses saying, I don't know enough. Yeah. Right. You know right. That, that's exactly him. And so, so Moses is in that boat with you too. He didn't know enough and God used him to deliver his people out of Egypt. Yes. It, and I, I'm going to come back and visit that here again, here again. But I think, I think another, I think another reason why, parents don't take up the mantle and do this is because of, of shame. Mm. Maybe they, maybe they feel themselves. Well, I'm not, I'm not worthy. I'm not qualified to do this. Not just in, um, not just in my knowledge, but because of maybe places where they've fallen short in the past Mm -hmm. and they think to themselves, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not in a position to lead my children because of sin in my, in my, in my past. And right. You know, what, what I tell people then is, you know, when Jesus died for your sins, 
you know, all your sins were in the past, <laughs> you know, yes, all of them amen. Were, and he is, and awesome. he has covered them and he has paid the penalty for them. And he has satisfied the wrath of God that was toward them. And so that you right now, where you are, can walk in freedom and lead your family. Yes. That, that is, that is why Christ has died so that you can fulfill your biblical obli- obligation in, yeah. in every area of your life. Um, and so, so I, I think I think shame's tied to it. I think the this idea, this mentality that I just don't know enough. But I, I love. I'm, I'm going to go back to that burning bush scene in in Exodus one more time. I love God's response to Moses after after every after every excuse that Moses could give him. God's response is, "I'll be with you. I'll yes. be with you." Moses, you don't need to worry about anything else. I'm not calling you to know enough. I'm not calling you to be charismatic. I'm not Mm. calling you to be creative. I'm not calling you to be exciting. I am calling you to be faithful. That's it. That's it. That's it. And, uh, and, and the, and the, and my, my favorite excuse that Moses gives, and I think this goes back to this I, to this um, temptation that we have as parents to say, well, I'll take my kid to church and they can do it. Um, Moses, the first thing he says to God is, you've got the wrong guy. <laughs> you've got the wrong guy. There, there are, and I'm paraphrasing this, yeah. but, but he does say this, surely there's someone else. Right, right. That's the first thing Moses says is, surely there's someone else who could do a better job at this than I could. <laughs> and, and, you know what the, and you know what the answer to that is, Tom? There is. There <laughs> always is. Sure. There's always somebody who could be speaking to you on family ministry better than me right now. <laughs> to be doing this. But but here's what I believe God is letting Moses know in that moment. And here's what I believe God is letting parents know when it comes to discipling their children. It's this. God basically looked at Moses. And after Moses says, surely there's someone else. It's as if God says, yeah, there probably is Moses. But here's the deal. You're not my only option. Mm. You're my only intention. Ooh. You're not my only option. You're my only intention. Because I'm the one who brought you to where you are. I am the one who has, who has carried you through everything you've ever went through in your life to prepare you for this moment. God is the one who gave you children. He gave you those children in particular. They are in your home. You're not God's only option, but you're God's only intention. And wow. he will use you. You don't mm. have to know enough. It doesn't matter what your past is like. He's just calling you to be faithful. Yes. Wow. You know, I I feel like I've got to say this. This applies to us as leaders as well. Absolutely. I mean, there are some leaders that are probably sitting out there listening to this podcast, feeling and struggling with families aren't coming back past senior leaderships, you know, eyeballing me now getting the side eye because, you know, there's not much happening and I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're hearing, you're hearing, and you're saying, I'm not enough, or I'm not the right person. Mm-hmm. And all of what he just said applies to you. So hear that um, for you first, and then take that to your families. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's really, really good. Um, I'm going to switch up our questions for a second, because yeah. I think this will be a good time to ask this last question. First is, 
for a leader that wants to start helping families um, start winning at this discipleship thing, where would you tell them to start? You know, for, for a leader that wants to start engaging parents more and being more intentional, what, what are a couple things that you would say, Hey, I think you ought to at least be doing this much um, to get going and to start engaging families. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's necessarily a right answer to this because um, this has seen, seems like it's been kind of a universal struggle for the modern church for <laughs> so long. Um, so I, I'm not going to necessarily say this. I'm not going to say this is your answer. I, I don't know that necessarily, but, but I do know a couple of things. Um, man, before you tell anybody to do anything, pray for them. <laughs> mm. Just, just pray for families, pray for parents. Yes. Yes. Um, pray because they I'm serious in this that when you start looking at family discipleship as the joy that it is that God has given you it that that's a game changer entirely Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because then we're not doing it out of duty we're doing it out of love for God and if we are called to love him with all of our heart mind soul and strength then, then that means that I need to live with my family. I need to um, raise my children. I need to disciple my children in a way that shows them and the rest of the world how much I love God. Yes. All right. So that that's where that flows from. But but for the leader, for the leader who's going to try to engage with families, um, man, first of all, pray for your people. Pray for the people that God has put in your in your in your life in your path. And because before you can really encourage and, and equip them, um, like we've said, because the, the equipping part gets left out quite, quite often, before we can do that, um, we've got to have a, a passion for those families. Yes, um, yes. We can't just be interested in getting them coming back to church for the sake of them coming back to church. Mm. Um, we have to, we have to, be, we have we have to go into it with a mentality of of saying that you know what if they if they never come back to church again or if they leave and go to a different church um man my, my heart is with these people and and I want them and I want them to know that that I am here for for anything that they that they need for anything that I can do to encourage them and, and push them in that direction um so so pray pray for, pray for families. Um, and then when we say equip, like like you've already said, Tom, and you you were spot on, don't just throw resources at parents. Don't, oh my goodness. Don't do that. (laughs) Amen. Um, because, uh, because I'll tell you what's going to happen. Those are going to stack up in the corner of the house. That's what they're Mm going to do. Maybe not physically, maybe, maybe mentally in the back of their head, they're going to stack up in the corner of their brain. Um, and, and there are, we, we live in a time where we have so many resources, so much, we live in a time of just over, overexposed to information that we don't know how to really sit down and, and take it in a lot of times. Yes. Right? And so what we, what we need is not just someone who will provide for us resources, but we need someone who will sit down and teach us how to use those resources. And so if you're going to throw a resource at your family, if you're going to throw nonstop families at, at at parents in your ministry. Um, man, 
look at the look at the content first. Look at the information first, and say, okay, okay, let me let me help you navigate this. Let me help you kind of go into this, and and then come alongside them as parents, and and really, man, a lot of parents are just waiting for somebody to step in and say, you got this. Yes, you, you really yeah. you got this. Right, right. But and the and the truth is, Tom is you don't need nonstop families. You don't need the kids ministry collective. Mm-hmm. God has equipped you yep. already. Yep. He's given you his word, which eternally, infinitely succeeds anything that we could ever put out there as a resource. Yes. He's right. given you his word and his word will not return void. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, so pray for your people. Um, encourage them. If you're going to give them resources, that's great, but, but encourage them to be in the word with their yeah. kids because man, everything that we put out is fallible. Every single bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all fallible in some way. Yeah. Um, do not, do not put up a object lesson from nonstop families and not open the word with your kids. Yeah. Do right. not do that. Yep. In fact, we do our object lessons to, and, and part of the video says, don't show your kids this. This is your responsibility. <laughs> we want to teach you how to do it so that you, so you can be the one they look to for, for yes. truth. Yes. So, so yeah. And that's what I liked about it was, is that you, you, you are showing parents, Hey, you can do this, Yeah. that this isn't, you don't have to be a trained professional, um, quote unquote, uh, to, to do that, you, anybody can do this. And, and, uh, that's what I love. And, and that's, I really do hope we do need to simplify things for families because again, even, you know, I keep saying it, there is no new normal. It's a new now because it changes all the time. Um, things are constantly in a state of flux and change and, and we in the church have got to continue to adapt and roll with it and, and be flexible with joy. Um, and one of those things is just simplifying things and, and again, keeping it super simple and just giving parents small wins to let them keep winning and keep winning and keep winning rather than throwing this mountain of stuff in front of them and making them feel worse, um, yeah. making them feel more inadequate, more ill-prepared. Um, man, give them something, you know, and that's why, again, I think the nonstop family stuff is so cool because it's you and your family doing stuff. You got your daughters doing, doing these fun little cooking videos and stuff and, (laughs) and, and it's stuff that parents and families can do together. And so I think one of the things that leaders can do is just show, do stuff and then show, show the families, this is what we're doing and, and don't show them the picture perfect version either. Um, you know, Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I told, I told families before, you know, in my church, you know, don't think that when the bump family sits around and, and tries to have some kind of spiritual moment that it's, we're all sitting there and the angels are singing and we have our Bibles open and the children are, are dressed and that, you know, wonderfully. And they're all sitting there with their hands folded and yes, father, we're ready to learn. I'm like, <laughs> shoot. If I could keep one kid from bouncing over the couch and vaulting on, you know, and pouncing on his brother and, 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 and keeping, you know, even keeping them awake sometimes 
Uh, <laughs> Listen, man, a lot, a lot of times in our times of family worship, we, we have moments that are really, really good. We're like, man, that's, that's great. That's, that's, that's fantastic. But, but then almost every single time we have family worship, eventually something happens to kind yeah. of derail everything. Yeah. And it usually happens quickly and it happens yes. multiple times. Yes. Um, oh, yes. One of the most common occurrences in our house is trying to figure out um, not who's going to read next, but who just passed gas. I, so, I, was, uh, just, I was just going <laughs> to glad it wasn't mostly my family. No, um, man. No, we're all in that. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember having a moment with our family and it was our dog. Um, <laughs> our dog cleared the room. It ended oh, the gosh. session together really fast because we all vacated and we all busted out laughing because um, yeah, our big Chesapeake Bay Retriever decided to bless us all. Um, we, were, we were out of there. So, you know, hey, you know, it happens. And uh, yeah. And, and you know, listen, going piggybacking on that, I think that's another reason why parents sometimes struggle with, with this idea of discipleship is because they think it has to be a certain way, that if it doesn't yeah. go perfectly, then they just give up and they throw in the towel quickly. Listen, man, listen, that's, there, that's not going to happen. You know, if your family yes. worship is perfect, then <laughs> what are you doing, man? I mean, you're I not say, real. <laughs> you better start marketing what you're doing. because Apparently wow. so. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. All right. Well, hey, man, thanks for sharing. This has been a really great, great conversation. If people want to check out and learn more about you or, or talk about what your ministry is, um, I mean, we are going to put a link in the show notes, but is there other ways for people to touch base with you? Uh, yeah, we're, um, you know, we try to keep our, uh, we're not on every social media platform just because I don't have the time and I feel like that would just take time away from my family and I don't want to do that. So um, we've chosen to uh, set up a website, which is nonstopfamilies.com and you can access all of our content there. You can, uh, you can find out a little bit about how to, um, how to support nonstop families. Mm -hmm. Our ministry is really threefold. You know, we work with a local camp and we're missionaries with a local camp. And so we have to be funded through that. And so uh, nonstop families is a way where we can provide a free resource to people at no cost to them. But if they want to jump on as monthly supporters, we would love to have them. And then uh, the other part of our ministry that we're excited about is um, this idea of foster care and adoption. And, and so what yes. we do with our, with our monthly support is uh, this isn't something that we've been required to do. This is something that simply, um, we feel led to do, and we're taking 15% of our overall monthly support, and we're just blessing Christian families who are in the process mm. of adopting. That's awesome. And, and helping to pay their adoption expenses. So that if you awesome. come on board as a monthly supporter, just know that you are literally giving to set the lonely in families, as God's word says. Um, that is so cool. But, uh, but yeah, we're on nonstopfamilies.com. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Facebook at, uh, at nonstopfamilies, uh, uh, search for nonstop families on YouTube. And then um, we're on all the uh, podcast outlets uh, search for nonstop families podcast yeah. as well. And check us out there. Yeah. So if you haven't, you know, get on there and subscribe to his podcast and uh, take a listen and uh, encourage your families to do though. This is something that you can again, share with your families in your ministries to give them another tool in the toolbox um, and encourage them and build them up and uh, give them any, e some easy wins um, so check it out and yeah, I encourage you if, if you want to jump in financially and, and help this, this mission, um, it is fantastic. Um, and the church is something 
as a vehicle that should be doing more in the foster care and adoption arena. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I think that's awesome, brother. Keep it up. Um, keep it up. So, hey, thanks for for taking time out of your busy week and from your family uh, to, to do the podcast with me. I really appreciate it. Hey, man, I appreciate the invite. Uh, anything that I can do to help uh, to help families uh, in this area, I'm, I'm all for it. And I, and I appreciate, man, so much. Uh, ministries like yours who are investing in the lives of leaders um, to to equip them and and so that they can in turn uh, help build stronger families which will in turn build stronger churches amen amen that's the plan um, so hey thanks for listening to this episode again thanks to our friends over at orange um, and and for providing the link for the jingle jam kid and for sponsoring this episode of the kid ministry collective podcast so Hey, thanks for listening, my friends. Take care. If there's anything we can do for you, please reach out. I'm here to serve you. This is what I do. This is what God has led me to do. And I'm here all in uh, for you, cheering you on. Um, so keep going, keep, keep fighting, keep loving your families, and uh, stay tuned for another episode of the Kid Ministry Podcast real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.